keys past the megaphone I shouted on the count of three Welcome to episode 129 of Voice in Education. This is Julie Daniel Davis. I've had such an interesting week talking to different people who are trying to create meaningful learning opportunities for students, for teachers, uh, for classroom use using voice technology. And one of the things that keeps coming up over and over is, but what about student privacy laws? It's a question that I ask as a former um, person who made decisions on what technology could be used uh, in our district. Uh, it's a question I ask as a certified educational technology leader but it's also a rub for me. I see the potential benefits, but I know there are certain things I cannot allow and that should not be allowed in order to be compliant with GDPR, FERPA, and COPPA. Uh, FERPA is a almost 47-year-old law, an act, uh, called the Family Education Rights and Privacy Act. It was enacted by the United States Department of Education, and the role of it was to give parents access to records um, that school districts maintained and, to, and for them to require permissions before giving out personal identifiable information to others, PII. So back then, uh, being 47 years old back then or around that, um, all data was kept in folders and in file cabinets and a principal could go over, pull out um, folder, the open the file cabinet labeled D, look for Julie Daniel and pull out my folder that gave them all the data that had been collected on me, which was basically end of your testing and uh, report cards. Um, nowadays, there the data is stored online, in apps, um, on the in the cloud, uh, in protected walled software information, and there are multiple ways for data to be collected on a student. That data isn't in a file cabinet. It's everywhere. And so the problem becomes FERPA being a little bit outdated now because it's not kept in one location, it makes it a lot harder for a chief technology offer, officer, a certified educational technology leader, um, a director of technology to figure out how do we protect and follow FERPA based on the ways that we're now having now based on the ways that data is everywhere and so what i'm seeing is often um, schools being hesitant about accepting uh, ed tech companies and signing on with ed tech, tech companies because there is confusion on ferpa itself um, how do we now apply it to the world that we live in today? And that confusion now makes it hard for anybody to really know what is the responsibility of the school, what is the responsibility of the ed tech companies, and 
in a lot of ways, what we're seeing is them just defaulting to each other instead of truly knowing this is my responsibility and here's how I'm taking charge of it. And so um, how does that relate to the voice industry right now? We're seeing a huge amount of uh, voice companies um, having great ideas, great concepts, wanting to move forward with the ability to do some wonderful things that could aid learning in the classroom, but they can't get in the classroom because of laws like FERPA or COPPA. Um, COPPA is the Children's Online Privacy Protection Rule. It was introduced in 1999 by the Federal Trade Commission, and the intent of it was to allow parents to decide when and how personal information on their children was collected, used, and disclosed online by commercial operators. Um, it was it, It's specifically about children under the age of 13, and in that case, a school district needed to get parental consent before collecting personal information. So in other words, a school district couldn't just sign up a student for using an ed tech platform. They had to get parental information to do so. Um, in 2013, COPA was updated and because of new technology, because the boom of, of social media and, and mobile computing, and now a school district could act as an operator to, um, serve as that parent um, instead of the parents. So the school system itself, uh, they could get a broad uh, thing at the beginning of the year where a parent signs off and says, I give my this school permission to uh, sign my child up for things that would benefit their learning. The question with COPPA is, is it being used for educational purposes or is it being used for commercial purposes? So in other words, if I'm using, if I'm signing these kids up for a website that they're, where they've been, what they do on that site is then used for commercial purposes where they're being targeted for advertising. For instance, if I was an out of my mind teacher and signed up every student for Facebook, um, that would be wrong because that they're that you know that that website is going to be targeting those kids for commercial purposes the the question becomes is is the purpose of what uh what the website or the app is it purely for educational purposes the data being collected to help for education the question in my mind is still what if they're collecting that data to help help their own platform to to make their own platform better uh, i would say if it's individual data that they're collecting through transcription then that is wrong if it's aggregate data to help them better which can't be uh keyed back or pointed back to a certain student then then it's not wrong so the 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 problem is in all of this is that no one really knows. There's lots of confusion on what is COPPA and what is FERPA and what is GDPR and how do we um, abide by all of them and still do the things that benefit students. And what I'm seeing is oftentimes the schools just give it over to the 
EdTech company because they aren't sure. And then the EdTech company just push it off and say, well, it's up to the school to know one way or the other whether. And so there's no clear guidance there on what is acceptable, what is purposeful, and what is meaningful. And so what's happening there is there is a void, a void that is causing a problem for education in that voice technology is out there, it's growing in leaps and bounds, but because of this uh, gray area and this, um, the laws have not been updated to support, support voice technology, um, no one's creating in the space in a way that could be meaningful. And I'm fear that it's going to be left behind. We're already seeing them work within the um, healthcare industry. And what I want to see is that also happening in education. I still believe it's important, important for us to protect student privacy, protect their data. But I also think there's got to be a way forward for us to use this data in a way that benefits their education. And that's my soapbox for today. And this is Julie signing off.